Hello and welcome to episode nine of Punches from the Pods. I'm Tommy Watt from T to T Boxing. As always, sitting next to me is the blonde bomber Ebony Bridges. How you doing? I'm good. Feeling good, man. So very close to your fight now. Only four days away um, fighting on the undercard of Anthony Mundine and John Wayne Parr. Um, so uh, you know, today we'll talk about that card and obviously been some dramas yeah. leading into the show. <laughs> Uh, in the last week or so, um, and we'll talk about your fight, been some dramas there, um, and uh, also look ahead to some other fights we've got coming up in Australia uh, and abroad. Um, so, um, obviously, only four days away. Um, now, looking ahead to your fight, you are now fighting Kanita Ninthin. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, second change of opponent yeah. you've had in the build up to this fight. So. Yeah. Yeah, how do you stay focused when you've had you know two changes? First of all, you had an opponent you wanted, and yeah. then two that you you didn't really. Want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, we always want to. You know, we're, we're trying to. You know, I'm just starting out in boxing, obviously. So coming into my third fight, we want the right fights. I mean, you know, my my aim is to obviously fight for a world title. Gee, so we need to pick, you know, fights and fighters that are going to get me um, ranked, also get me to be able to, um, you know, practice my my skills and 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 you know, coming into the pro ranks. So you know, we we did take um, take care into the first opponent that we we chose. And we want a positive record. We want someone that's going to be good, going to be tough and push me. Um, you know, um, and, you know, possibly that I can beat, you know, we're not, it's so early in my career and I, I do, you know, I think it's, you have to write, make the right decisions. Um, you still want to be tough. I still want to be tested. I still want to be able to practice my, you know, and be able to practice my boxing and, and learn the pro ranks, um, and a pro, pro boxing. So anyway, so we had, um, her and I was really excited about that and thought, good, I'm going to have this, like, she's strong and she's tough. And, um, probably four weeks after that was kind of locked in, she got an injury. Then I was like, oh man, so you know, and and to be honest, this has happened almost every single time I fought. So I'm kind of a little bit, um, what's the word? I'm desensitized to it, I would say now, because yeah. like my first, for example, my very first pro attempt at pro debut, my opponent got rejected by CSA the day before weigh-ins. So I mean, that was you know, and then we had to try, and, we had a day to find an opponent, which obviously didn't happen. Um, and my second, my my. Second attempt at a pro review, which I actually did get the the debut. Um, I had two opponent changes. That the, the girl that I fought was um, put in three weeks before the fight. A change, and you know, you prepare for one girl, and then it changes, and you then you have to prepare for another girl. That's kind of a bit annoying. Um, but yeah, and so now that, um, I know with my last fight with Laura, um, I kept asking Paul Nazari like every single day. Are they registered? Are they coming? Are they still coming? Are they still coming? Yeah. Are they still coming? Are they like every single day? Check that they're still coming. Is is their blood? Is everything clear? Have they? You know, like because I was just so thinking. I just, you know, I want it to actually happen. You know, yeah. um, and there's also so much money and so much time, so much um sacrifice that goes into having a fight. You know, that you want it to happen. Yeah. So then when um, when the first fall through with this, we still had to think uh like three or four weeks to replace her. Yeah. So they came to me, um, he pretty much, you know, Steve, um, he said, don't worry about it, we'll get someone. Got someone goes, look, we've got this girl, this is what they're offering us, like, you know, because from the same same camp and the same thing, because they're bringing over five fighters. Yeah. So he goes, this is who they're offering, yeah, do you want it? And I was like, oh, not really, um, but I mean, you know what, a fight's a fight. So I was like, it's all good, a fight's a fight, you know, um, and I thought, you know, it'd be a good fight for me. Then what, five days before my fight, so like on the weekend, um, I talked talk to Steve and he's like, um, yeah, so um, 
your opponents, all the all the all the opponents from this camp, or so all the uh, the Indian pretty much opponents, they all, all their visas got rejected. So that's five people that Steve Wijenko had to find opponents for mm. in five or six days. So you know, I was I was upset, of course, but he said, "Don't worry, Ebony. You know, this is this happens all the time. You know, we're, we're going to find you an opponent. Try not to stress. Let the stress. You just keep doing what you're doing, and let the stress be on me." Um, and like to be honest, I was like, man, I felt sorry for him because I'm like, that's five opponents. Like DD, DD Hobbs didn't have an opponent. Yep. There's some of the other guys that didn't have an opponent, you know. And I just kept, you know what? I'm just gonna keep praying and I'm just gonna keep training hard, and um, hopefully that you know he can come through and find someone. But he kept, he kept, um, he what did he reassured me that I was gonna get an yep. opponent. He goes to me, okay, look, this is who we've got, um, you know, and and it's guaranteed. She's got a visa. She's ready to go, you know take it so and i was obviously you know i'm a bit like well i would have liked to have a bit of a a a better opponent you know like originally but sometimes we just got to take what we what we can um and to be honest i'm just happy to get a fight in every opponent can offer me something i believe you know like whether it be like uh you know learning from having a tough fight or it can be something where i can practice you know i need to learn to you know slow down and um, practice my patience and pick my shots a bit better you know so i think you know i can still get something out of this yeah i mean we We've both been critical of you know, people yeah. taking you know, you know, easy fights oh, and when you look at people's box wrecks um, and their you know, records and, and things like that. So you know, for people that would then look at your you know, your box yeah. wreck in the future or right now will look at the card and say, you know, what's going on? Why why yeah. is Ebony fighting somebody yeah. one in ten after she's been saying you know, yeah. X and Y um, yeah. about other other fighters? So you know what you know, just sort of playing devil's advocate there. What what's your kind of so, explanation there and? Yeah, so pretty much like, you know, you can tell the difference, I think, when someone's um, purposely taking maybe a, a, like a lot of fights, like they're 10, 15 fights, and they're still fighting people with negative records or, or you know, like really like on a, on a downslope. I mean, it's my third pro fight. Mm. You know, trust me, I didn't want to fight this kind of fight. I, I really didn't. Like, I... Um, because I want to get ranked and I want to I want to build my ranking in my weight class. Man, I can get offered fights like from people, from trainers and whatever to fight at what, 57, um, featherweight, super featherweight. I mean, I'm super fly to, to bantamweight. So I'm also not going to go and take a fight, um, which is two, three weight classes above me. You know, um, I already did that with Laura. I hated, I didn't feel good. You know, yeah, I got the win. But, um, you know, I, I know just being training and being at this weight, which is my right weight, it's one I want to fight at, you know. Um, so I think that's really important. I, I think, you know, you look at, you can see a trend when people are fighting for five, ten years, people with with bad records. Like, you can see th- there's a trend there. You know, my first my first opponent was, had a positive record. You know, my yeah. very first. That's You never see that. You, know, you debut to fight, you know, someone that's or you had wins on her. She was like two and one or something like this, you know, and she was a tough Filipino girl. Well, that was a tough fight. You know, my second fight was a um, pro debut. You know, I didn't know what she was like because she's never had fought before. I didn't know how, she, how she's going to box, you yeah. know, so that's another kind of uncertainty. So, I, I mean, I think you can kind of see I was going, my, my next step was to fight someone with a positive record. You know, some wins and losses, but still, you know, stepping me up, stepping me up each time. Um, I don't want to go backwards. I don't really want to fight another debuter either mm. because what's that going to get me? This girl that I'm fighting, she's had 52 rounds as a professional. She's fought 50 rounds as professional. She, Steve, and um, has pretty much guaranteed me that she's durable because um, you know she doesn't get stopped much. The time she has been stopped has always been in the later rounds. You know, so I mean, as long as I can get some rounds in, I need the ring ring time. Um, yeah. You know, I'm still learning. I need to practice. So you know, I 
I think there's obviously a time and time and a place um, where you can go have have a look and you can see a trend. You know, there's not enough to look at my record yet to see any kind of trend. Yeah. Like you know, it's my third fight, so. Yeah, and and you know, haven't gone through this now yourself a few times. And, yeah. And now it's obviously affecting your record. Do you, do you think it will change? You know, when when you look back at someone else's record, you maybe don't know the circumstances around certain fights. Would you look at those fights differently, or do you say like you say if it's a trend and it's yeah def- consistent? Well, definitely. Well, you know, it's, it's so much more than just like the one fight. Like, I mean, if 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 there's a all around, it's not even Australian boxing. People whinge about Australian boxing. Mm. You think it's just Australia that that does those kind of fights? Like, if you have a star, if you have a star, like a prize fighter, you're not going to go and throw them to the wolves in the first ten fights because they still need to learn learn to pro box. You know, or they still need to develop. You yeah, know, absolutely. So, I mean, and that's all. Like, you look at all the greats. They've all you watch that. You just pretty much swipe their first ten fights. <laughs> Because it's like, they don't even count. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, I'll, I'll definitely, I'm just finding a trend that it's like, you can't guarantee the fight. You know, I'm not getting hooked on, well, I mean, after my first fight, I kind of thought about it. But I was like, whoever I've decided, whoever we're matched with on the first thing, I'm not going to hold my hopes on that until we're actually in that ring. You yeah. know, because every single fight pretty much now, I've had this, and I mean, it's not the first and I'm not the only one. I know it happens to everyone. So I think I'm starting to learn that about the pro- professional fights because mm. I'm so used to seeing, you know, the top 10 and top five and they're guar- they're almost guaranteed. Like they're, they're matched and that's it. They always fight. Yeah. And even sometimes it doesn't happen, those guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they still, like, the injuries boxing, you know, or whatever. Happen, exactly. Like so, I mean, it doesn't matter. There's always a chance of you not fighting that person. But I think... um especially at this stage in your career, it seems to be a lot, it seems to be a lot more, happen a lot more. I mean, we just had also, um, so we had five five visas get to the clients. So that's five fights Steve's had to match. I think he's been able to match two of us. Yeah. Um, then you got Letty Letty versus Rendon Quinlan, which was going to be an amazing fight. Yeah, I was so looking forward was, to yeah. that. Um, and now um, Rendon's just posted that he's broke, he's snapped his middle, fractured his finger or something yesterday. So he's pulled out of that fight a week out. So, I mean, that's a... That's now Letty, Letty, um, you know, he's left without an opponent because of an injury. So these kind of things, you know, just, it, you just, you know, it's heartbreaking as a, as a fighter, but at the same time, I'm just happy that I can fight and I'm going to get in there and get some rounds out. You know, it's, it's not, it could have been a lot worse. I think if I wasn't fighting, I would have been more upset because it's all these sacrifices for literally nothing, yeah. you know, and, and the people that are coming up to support me as well, you know, it's, and all my sponsors and stuff. So at least I'm still getting in there and having a fight. And, you know, um, each, each fight is a stepping stone to the, to the final, you know, the final goal. So... Yeah, and obviously thankful as well that you're not a promoter when it's times like this. Cause oh, my God. I, I Honestly, when he called me, because obviously we'll talk about the other problems with the card, with the change of venue and yeah. stuff. But when he called me, I was like, felt so sorry for him. Like, I, I couldn't even imagine being in his shoes. Like, I mean, those promoters, like, you know, um, hats off to all promoters because... Fuck me, their job is tough. Like, yeah, imagine Stephen Ray. Far out, like the stress. I, I, I couldn't. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. You know? So I mean, yeah, like you just mentioned, which I think is a good segue. Um, yeah, the change of venue from the Gold Coast to yeah. Brisbane. Um, he, look, yeah, it's far from ideal. I'm one of those people that had things booked. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, me too. Almost yeah, everyone, everyone at this yeah. point. It's and, so late in the day. Yeah. Um, but you know, for anyone who doesn't know yet, the fight was um, you know moved from. Uh, the Titan Stadium in the Gold Coast um, over to uh, the Brisbane Convention Centre. Yeah. So it's moving from the Gold Coast to Brisbane so it can be held indoors. Yeah. Um, yeah, the reason being, or the reason we've been given is that 
uh, you know, the smoke from the bushfires just made it, un- you know, you just couldn't sit Unhealth. there. For, you couldn't ask yeah. people to sit there for six hours and you couldn't ask people to box yeah. in it either. Um, so, and yeah, I mean, nightmare. Yeah, I mean, look, the bushfires, as we know, have been really bad and have been going on for a couple of weeks now. Um, and I think, obviously, you know, um, DDP, they, they wanted to just wait it out and see they're hoping that the fires would clear and the skies will clear but i think they got to a point where they leave it any longer and and it doesn't then it's mm. going to be an issue so i think it was like at about 10 10 days out that they decided you know what we're just going to have to change venues look it's a bit of a pain in the ass especially people traveling from you know um interstate or whatever or even just you know gold coast people um i know that you know, accommodations book like from you know, I have people that are coming to support me from Sydney and sponsors and stuff like that and we're all gonna have to kinda of change it up. But at the same time it's an it's an, just an hour and a half drive max, I think. So it's not really that bad and yeah, if it's, it's and that's just down the road in Sydney. Yeah, exactly. Like I drive that to school and back like when, when I'm working. So it's not really you know, for me it's not too bad of a bad of a thing. Um like it could have been worse if the fight wasn't even on. I think if, if he had to can the whole fight because he couldn't find a venue which yeah, um, yeah, I think exactly. that would have been way worse, especially for all the fighters. You know, like we put so much sacrifice and everything like that, like to then have the the event cancelled a week out because you don't have a venue or because you can't have it at that venue or whatever. I think that's that would have been a lot worse. And yeah. and, and the so, convention center is a good venue. As yeah, well. exactly. Been there for a, a, a horn fight, for a yeah. couple of Hogan fights. Yeah, so it's a yeah, really good venue. Everyone gets a good view. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think it's as good a backup as you can yeah. have um yeah i'm a bit gutted i'm not gonna get a few days on the beach <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah it is what it is yeah uh, so yeah i mean I, you kind of feel for them and I, yeah you know, definitely you feel for the people that have made those bookings as well but like yeah. i say you either yeah, i'm sure there's going to be plenty of ways to get your way down from the gold coast but there's trains and buses isn't there and, yeah i mean look um, it's yeah and if not then just go down the beach and watch yeah, it on tv exactly like i mean look get, it's, you, get it's, your money back yeah it's a, it's a slight inconvenience but it could be a lot worse inconvenience for everyone if there was um you know no fights and, you know like you said um there is still a couple of people that don't have fights which is you know um sucks like you know dd man like i was really excited to see dd now i know she wanted to get in there again um you know and lady lady after seeing lady lady down in um melbourne Mm. Um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, for, I think everyone was excited to see that. Yeah, so um, that's 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 a bit um disappointing, but um, you know, hopefully um both of them can get a, get a fight soon. Yeah, so, I mean, um, well, we're still four days away. Never yeah, say never. That's true. Well, uh, I was talking to Stephen. Stephen, don't worry, we'll get you an opponent. We the good thing, you know, obviously about Queensland is you can literally get an opponent on a day or, yeah, or whatever. Like yeah, they're so pretty good up there. Would have been have no to be chance. a week, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's 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 really good. I mean, they got me an opponent um on Monday. So um, yeah, I mean, but still, I'm still, I'm still, yeah, I'm yeah, still, I'm still to, not. You know, walking out to the exactly. Ring. I'm going to wait um, till I'm walking out of the ring. Remember, Carl Frampton's opponent <laughs> slipped in the shower after weighing in, oh, and broke his tooth, yeah. and pulled out hours before the fight. So yeah, anything can happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a nightmare for Dee because I was really looking forward to seeing her fight. Yeah. Yep. Admittedly, not an opponent she wanted either. Really. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know she originally. Yeah. That, but um, yeah. but yeah, just regardless, it's always good seeing Dee in action, and yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah, and for any fighter as well, you know, that's them not earning money they're expecting to earn in the run-up to Christmas as well. Oh, so definitely. when you think about things like that, it's, yeah. you know, it's it's not just that they don't get to go and fight and get And an that we don't get to see them fight. Is, exactly. Or, yeah, there's a lot of sort of hidden things behind that. Oh, definitely. That, yeah. Yeah, when it, your opponent pulls out, you've paid for your camp and you've gone through all the yeah. sacrifice of training. And, and now you don't get paid for a fight. And then and you're not getting paid and you don't get so to it's fight. So it's all for nothing, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's... Um, you got, got your, got your, uh, your beach body ready for the summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. Um, yeah, so that, that's disappointing. And it's, especially when, if you look around Australia, and we mentioned this on one of the well, maybe earlier episode podcasts, um, that there, you know, there really has been, um, and oh, that was when the audio didn't work, so we didn't go over it, so we'll come back to it now. Oh, yeah. Uh, we can come full circle. So there is someone else or a couple of people in Australia that Dee really wants to fight. One of those people is fighting in December in Sydney um, as a, a to-be-announced opponent unless it's changed in the last few days. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so why aren't we seeing Lauren Eagle and Dee Hobbs fighting when they're you know, far and away the sort of standouts in that division? Yeah, I know. Um, I'm, I'm not like... <laughs> well, that's talking about, you know, records... You know, I'm pretty sure Lauren Eagle's records are by choice. You know, there's no way she has had 27 fights um, with late pullouts where she's had to mm. try and find someone because there's no, you know, no one around in her weight class or whatever, um, which are, you know, haven't had a win on their record for 10 years. Like, you know, like, I mean, that's where, where we're talking, you know, picking and choosing to choose to fight mm. people that, um, you know, you're, you're choosing your team is choosing you to not help you progress, I assume, because, I mean, Lauren's, she's a good boxer. Like, I've seen her, you know. her last fight. She, yeah, yeah, she, she did well. A decent opponent. Yeah, you, yeah, that's her first decent point in 10 years. Yeah, but, yeah. but, then, How come but she won, though. So that was, you know, there are question marks over whether she could win in a fight like that. You know, she obviously can step up yeah, to at so least that level. So why is If I was, like, honestly, if I, look, if I was her, I'd be looking at DD. Anyways, DD's only had, like, nine fights. You know, maybe, I don't know. On in defence of Lauren, but maybe they're looking at Diddy. Oh, she's only had eight fights, nine fights. We're, we're, we're going up from there, but I mean, I doubt Lauren Eagle's next fight's going to be going to be any <laughs> any better than her last, you know, twenty seven opponents. Like, I mean, you know, she's. I, I don't think she can really pull that card. Like some people, for so for example, I'm just going to throw like Susie Ramadan for example. Yes. So she's my weight class, right? I'd yeah. love to fight Susie one day, eventually. Like, it'd be mad. Like, you know, we're mates. And, like, it'd be, like, an honour almost to fight her. But how can I expect at three fights or even, t- you know, eight fights to hit up and want to fight Susie, who's so experienced? That's, like, going backwards for her. Mm. Then on her, you know, resume, it'd be like, well, why is she going back and fought someone only yeah. eight fights? You know yeah. what I mean? And so, like, I can get that because of the quality that she's fought. But, you know, Lauren's not fighting quality. So, you know, yeah, seven, if, seven anything, if anything, if anything, it is probably going to be one of the best opponents on her whole record for the last 10 years. Yeah, certainly, you know? well, certainly by reputation. Oh, definitely, you know. And I think it would be a great fight. I think it would be very mm. competitive. Um, I know that um, Didi, I oh, know Didi wasn't calling her out, but I know a lot of people are calling oh, Rachel Lowe. Her two years ago. Yeah, and, oh, and yeah, yeah, the, she, yeah, so Lauren. She wants to fight. Yeah, oh. she wants to fight. Sorry, yeah, but I was going to say um, there's the other girl, um, Rachel Loder. Yes. That, I mean, I don't think Dee Dee's really calling, but a lot of pe- other people were calling out, mainly because she was winning these belts yeah. that are against, like, nobodies, you know, but, like, I mean, uh, but yeah. then when there's when there's someone like Dee Dee who's willing to fight for the Australian title at the same weight class, you know, um, then I think that should happen. Like, you know, I'm, I'm getting offers from people as well, but they're not in my weight class. Like, why should I go up two weight classes when I'm trying to get ranked in, in Venom weight? Mm. You know, but he, you got these people all in the same weight class yeah do it but then this girl rachel just lost on a weekend to a one and two lost her belt to a new zealander on a weekend for a one and two record so oh, when okay. she could have fought Dee, 
and maybe lost, but at least against someone like Didi, it would have been well, maybe okay. Nashi will have to fight Didi. Well, yeah, or maybe they might fight, pick back but up the momentum or, or sort of yeah. put herself back up to the level she was at. Or maybe she'll dodge it even more, like you know, because she's. Or maybe she want to build again, like, like exactly. People say, but like, I think we, I think we've said this before, is that if people are, are going to win belts, then that's the level they're at now. Um, yeah. So they have to defend those belts. Yeah. They have to fight people at yeah. the level of challenging for those belts. Because yeah. um, I, you know, I have seen, um, you know, the. The show that Lauren's fighting on, you know, they're saying you know, world champion Lauren oh, yeah. is, is fighting. So you know, she has to be fighting someone that's legitimately able to challenge for a world title, you yeah. assume. Yeah. Um, you know, and Dee Dee Hobbs has and yeah. should be in that sort of Definitely. level. So, you know, if Dee Dee doesn't get to fight this week and Lauren doesn't have an opponent for December. Should be done. Should be matched. Is there any question that that shouldn't be the fight we see? Should definitely be the fight we see. Yeah. Man, like, I mean, I, I don't think they should be... I think Diddy should have been... Should be Lauren Eagle's first option. She's in Australia. She's, she's you know, she's reputable. She's mm. going to give her a good fight. And you know? and it's the sort of fight that can really push Both women's of them. boxing. And it could push women... And it could also give Lauren credit. Again, get her back to getting some credit. You know, because obviously she's doesn't have that much credit or, 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 or respect because of, you know, her last mm. 10, 10 years of her record. But, I mean, this taking Didi and having a good fight, you know, could could get her back on an actual, like, on a legit map and legit as a legit boxer, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think that'd be a great fight um, and would absolutely love to see it. Yeah. Whether it happens in December, I'm sceptical. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe next but year. But people would know, really people, pay for that. You know, I mean, proper. If people want to see it and, you know, the pressure builds, then... Um, make yeah. it happen, Billy Hussein. Make it, <laughs> make it happen. I think absolutely be one that drives it in. It's New South Wales versus Queensland. Yeah, exactly. All the, all the makings of it. Um, so then looking at the main event for that fight, that's the big selling point for everyone, yep. obviously. It's two Aussie legends. Yep. Um, Ansi Mundine and John Wayne Parr. So, you know, Mundine needs no introduction, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, boxing purists uh, may, like myself, don't know much about you know John Wayne Parr yep. until this fight was announced really, really? Um, yep. okay. you know, oh, he's Australian, Australian as well he's Australian, been Australian yeah, for you know, seven years or so as well uh, so um, and yeah just don't watch anything outside of boxing really uh, so yeah he's obviously got a, a very impressive resume across multiple combat yep. sports fought in Bellator um, so he's no you know he's no stranger to the big events yep. and um, yeah, watching his highlights he's obviously you know tough yeah tough at <laughs> yeah, the, very, the tough. very very least um, so what what are your sort of initial what was your initial thoughts when the fight was announced? Okay. Um, and what's and what are your thoughts on fighting on Mundine's undercard? Well my initial thoughts was like, really guys, like we're gonna do this, you know? Um and then after it I was like, you know what? Um as tough as John Wayne Parr is, don't get me wrong, it's tough. And you know that kickboxing and Muay Thai and all that, it's a tough man's sport. But boxing's a smart man's sport. And you can't fault um, Mundine's boxing skills. He is, you know, okay, fair enough. He got knocked out by Jeff Horn. Everyone has a really bad day, and he's getting aged, and everyone's putting shit on him. But um, you know, he he boxed. Uh, you know, he knocked out Tommy Brown quite well. You know, set that up. Like, you know, he's had he's had plenty of good fights in the oh, king in, of the comeback. Yeah, king of yeah, the comeback. exactly. So I mean, um, it's just a it's a different. It's just. I want to say a different level, but you know, you can be as tough as you want. But if you're going to come forward and just throw punches like a kickboxer usually does and you know and you're gonna do that to Monday and he's gonna pick you apart mm. he's gonna step backwards and pick you apart he's gonna angle off and he's gonna just do what he does you know he's doing funny Philly show he's gonna punch you and set things up and be smart because he's got a boxing IQ you know and mm. I mean as much as John Wayne Parr has combat sport IQ and 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 he's tough I just 
I feel like you need to be a bit of a purist. Yeah, I mean, he does have 10 fights as a professional boxer. Yeah, um, but... But the majority of his experience, as you say, has been kickboxing. Yeah. Um, has been MMA. Yeah. Um, so it is a And very he's not training sport. pure boxing. I mean, it's... it's You can have 10... I don't know who those 10 fights are against, but I mean, like, it's... It's, um, you know, it's all, it's all... I think it's all relative. And don't get me wrong. I definitely think John Wayne Park could knock out um, Monday. Monday's been knocked out. Like, I mean, mm. we, we know the boxing, it just takes one punch. Yeah, and he's... So yeah, we and can't count over him the out. last few years has been not knocked down loads of times as well. I think exactly. He's, like, yeah, he's had loads of fights. He's getting he's older, man. Like, you know, he's... So, I mean, is Par's best... I mean, Par's obviously aging as well. Yeah. So, but it's his best bet to try and take Monday into deep water in the late rounds and just well, put well, the pressure on? Is that, Would you say that's the game plan there? I don't really think so because I think um, Mundane has way more experience. Of t- ten, are they doing 10 rounds? Um, oh, double check. I'm pretty sure it's 10 rounds. Um, I think Mundane has a lot more experience doing 10 round fights. What What is John Wayne used to fighting? Like as a kickboxer, like four round, five rounds, I think is the max. Um, Muay Thai is five rounds. And I, I think I same. Watch so little yeah, like me that. too. <laughs> um, but I think kickboxing is like five twos possibly. Um, and MMA is like, what? F- um, um three fives or five fives and i don't even know if he's done five fives but that's a, it's again a different energy thing look at um what's his name that um mcgregor and mcgregor and mayweather uh, yeah mcgregor um got so tired towards you know halfway through that fight like he just went oh, downhill yeah you yeah. know like and 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 it doesn't matter like you know boxing is very different you know so i just you, you can get ready for it as much as you want but i still think with with mundine's experience um, you know, with the long, with the you know, in boxing, more rounds. I think taking him to deep waters isn't going to be a problem. I think that's not really the key. I think maybe getting him out early would be the key. Okay, but you, you, know? are you so you, you you think Mundine does have the legs still? Are those yeah, uh, there's I no think question he can there. Still, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. I can't find anywhere where it says how long this fight is. Well, where is it on Boxer? Uh, on Boxer, it's not there. Or it should be on the uh, events. No way. No, it's not there. I would cool. assume. Well, I so would. So he's ten look. three and oh, Sorry, as a boxer, John Wayne Park. What is he? Ten three and oh. Uh So he's yeah, he's one of the majority of his fights, winning record, as we're saying. But um, but look, I, I, yeah, I think a lot of people get beaten by Mundine ten rounds. Okay. Yeah, it's over ten A lot rounds. of people think that um, yeah, they're beaten by Mundine before they even step in the ring. You know, yeah. Yeah, because of uh, getting in pe- under people's skin. Well, John Wayne's Park is very confident. You know, you hear it all, and he's very confident. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to the drama that mundane shows always bring. Yeah. Um, you know, most people, they'll probably be rooting for him to lose. To lose 100%. Every, <laughs> I think he definitely has more people um, egging him on to lose. The crowd than, during a mundane fight is a funny place to be. Yeah, I can't say that I've ever been to a, a live... Oh, no, I have actually. I lie. I went to mundane versus Tommy Brown. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, that didn't last very long, so... Yeah, no. But they did boo when he came out. myself. They do boo when he comes out. Even uh, even some of the journalists when oh, they're really? sitting in the, yeah. in the press area was uh, not saying the nicest of things. Yeah. Um, I think mainly that the show was going on too late and they had a long drive home. Um, <laughs> they were obviously used to covering other sports that finish you know, in the afternoon, yeah. not in uh, the middle of the night. Um, I think there's um you know obviously there's some other good uh, other good fights on that. You know I'm really looking forward to seeing um, Benny Mahoney. Fight yes, like yeah, yeah, really excited. Event, I've yeah, heard you know a lot, a lot of talk about Benny Mahoney. Yeah, a lot of good things on him. You know, all the, a lot of guys that like I've you know um, listening with a lot of interviews and stuff, and all the inspiring partners. You know, inspiring all the good, like he's training with John Wayne Parr. He's inspiring Dennis Hogan. Uh, inspiring with um, um, Jeff Horn. 
yeah. you know, and they're all put him right up there. So, I mean, that's going to be really exciting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to him. He's probably my the most other fight that I'm looking forward to that's mm. still on still on the cards. Um, Very strong moustache as well with uh, Benny Mahoney. And I, from what I can see, that's not a Movember. Yeah. That's actually <laughs> a legit one. Legit. Yeah. Um, however way you want to take that. Um, but yeah, I think overall, um, you know, the the show has obviously had a, been hindered a bit by yep. the news. Um, but yeah, they've done well to keep to keep the yeah. show going. The show must go on, as they say. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it anyway. Calling those fights um, and a press conference on Thursday, weigh in on Friday. Yeah, um, and then the fights start at four thirty. Four thirty, yeah, Brisbane time. Four thirty Brisbane time, which is what I think it's an hour, hour at the but, moment. Yeah, so, there's an hour um, difference. Yeah, be sort of five thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so moving on uh, from that show um, last weekend, when we thought we were going to record this earlier, so I've written next weekend here. Um, we had uh, Wilder Ortiz two. Yeah. Um, I know we were talking while the fight was <laughs> yeah. going on. Um, yeah. Up until up until the knockout, which we all thought may or probably would happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't know. to give a round to Wilder until, yeah, until yeah. that point. I mean, I gave him a um, sympathy round. I gave him one sympathy round. I think it was the second round. But I, um, up until then, yeah, pretty much, you know, it would easily be um, seven. Was it the seventh round that he stopped him? Seventh round is yeah. the round that he was hurt in uh, in the first fight, wasn't it? That was the round that he really struggled in. So yeah. So, um, and that's when he stopped Ortiz in the seventh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was it the eighth? Yeah, it was the, the seventh in this fight. Yeah. the eighth in the last. Yeah. So, I gave pretty much Ortiz the six rounds, like, before that. Um and I, um, I, I was so impressed with Ortiz and his boxing. Like he was at a tight guard. He was, you know, he was doing, he was blocking everything. He was slipping. You know, as he does, he boxes really, really well. And um, or, um, Wilder was just, you know, so to speak, giving away rounds. He was, you know, just being patient. I suppose he was being super patient. And until you see the the fruition of that patience of that knockout. I think you're thinking, what is he doing? Oh, he's just going to get out box. Like he's doing nothing. What's but you see it and you see how he set up that knock the knockout, and you just think, wow. Like you know what? I got to give credit to Wilder, man. Like he was so patient and he was, you know, luring him in and just letting him, you know, he's so confident in his power, so confident that he was going to get probably the, you know, um, feel him out, get the right range and get the right timing to knock Ortiz out. That he wasn't he wasn't phased to be patient, and I think that's. It was really interesting for me to watch because um, Wilder used to just go crazy and rush and stuff yeah. like that. So to see that kind of, especially the way he was talking pre-fight, I'm going to knock you out in the first round. And I'm, I thought I would have, I was looking to see Wilder he's come out late. As a fighter, then. I definitely think he's matured as a fighter, and I think he's also realised that hey, you don't have to go blazing forward to knock people out. You got Twelve rounds to do it. And you got you twelve rounds to do it, and you actually have this ridiculous. Hammer of a of a, yeah, of a punch. Yeah, unreal. You, you shouldn't be able to knock people out with a punch to the forehead. And really. exactly. And he also got. He does have a really nice one too. He does. I know. Like we've talked about before, how he's very wild. He hits the back of the head. And I mean, to be honest, that first fight, the knockouts were from the back of the head hits. There was a lot of back of the head. There in was, the but he has. This one but he well. has had many fights before where he has um, stopped his opponents with that beautiful straight right. And I think now he's realizing that if he just learns to be patient and set it up, get the timing. Then if you can just land it, it's going to be these beautiful knockout highlight reels, kind yeah. of, you know. And and I, I, you know what, I gave him credit. I have to say, I think he's definitely matured as a as a fighter. His boxing's, um, you know, his boxing, you know, his back foot, he's um, kind of, you know, luring. Like he was taking steps back. He was he was. 
kind of controlling the fight as well. As much as it looked like Ortiz was as well, I think he was because of his patience and not kind of drawing into Ortiz's, um, you know, um, attacks. I, I, yeah, I think, okay. I you mean, know. I, I, I felt he was maybe being a bit overcautious because he maybe knew Ortiz a little could bit. Um, whether or not it was tactics to maybe wait till Ortiz tired because I mean yeah. Ben Davidson had said uh, Tyson Fury's trainer had said in the build up that he kind of thought that's what would happen in yeah. the first six rounds Ortiz would be sharp and then he'd, then he'd start yeah. to lose his concentration yep. and, and kind of exactly and what happened it's kind of exactly what happened uh, so slip up once and that's it you got to yeah, sleep yeah and it was a big um Big old right hand. Far out, man. And like, I watched it so many times and like, the sweat just happened to it. Like, it was like a G-Shock <laughs> up the back um, of his head. Yeah. And, um, and it looked like Wilder was almost in trouble just before that fight, before that punch landed. You know, it looked like Ortiz oh, was yeah, sort of putting a bit of pressure on him, was pushing him against the yeah. ropes and he just sort of stepped off. Um, and you, you can't fault the finish. Um, you can certainly fault the whatever it was that he wore into I the think- ring. <laughs> yeah, I know what they're White power, The biggest gripe I had watching it um, was just the, you know, the only person other than Deontay Wilder that had him up in that fight was the PBC, whoever was scoring the PBC card. Oh, I yeah. think after five rounds, I had him up 3-2. Yes. And the only person, ridiculous. I think, outside of yeah. the Wilder corner that yeah. would have possibly thought that was the case. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, he can't control that, so I'm not criticising him no. for that. But what he can control on, is his what he says about other fighters and the kind of favouritism that he perceives they believe, that they get. Because he feels that Fury somehow got loads of favouritism in their first fight. Um, he feels like AJ just always gets the rub of the green with the media. Yeah. Um, but then when you watch the PBC show, it's literally an hour and a half of them just like piping off yeah. Deontay Wilder and saying how great he is yeah. and how amazing he is. And, you know, despite the much. fact <laughs> that he lost for six rounds before the knockout, they're like, oh, yeah, you could tell it was all just part of the plan. It's like, yeah. you can't tell that. You don't know yeah. that. Yeah. You, you don't need you to sell. You don't need to sell him like that. Sell him as this unpredictable, massive power puncher. Yeah, exactly. Because that's, yeah. that's a big enough sell. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely. You don't need to it's, it's, dress it's, it up as he's a boxer as well, and, and he does this. Yeah, does exactly. Because he's just a, a knockout. Did I just machine. do that? Did I just do that? I kind of just did that a little bit. Oh, you know, <laughs> no, but I. But I'm just like seriously though. I I do think uh, I I suppose I look at um, I look at fighters. I watch their career almost, and I and I will see how they, I like to. I like to see how they progress through their fights. Like that for me. So when I do think that he's he learns each fight and he's progressing, um, especially well, as should he's, after fifty. Yeah, right. As, and it's only especially since he's been stepping up the fights. You know, the last three fights. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. And that's but, another, that's another thing as well. Like consistently all this week is all we've heard is how he takes these t- tough fights. Yeah, but he does. He just fought yeah. a guy he's already beaten. But look, uh, you his, know, his other yeah. opponent other than Fury is a guy he'd already beaten. But so, yeah, like. And then, and then Dominic Brazil, a guy that AJ beat years ago yeah. when he was like 14 and 0 or yeah. 17 and 0 but or something like that. So We talk, you know, I just want to talk about how, you know, um, obviously building records and stuff like this. So you can see like um, um, Wilder didn't really improve over his first, you know, however 30 something fights, right? Because he kept fighting n- no yeah. ones. So... You know, this is this is. If you want to improve, you do have to take. You do have to step up and take fight. Because as soon as you do start stepping up, that's when you start learning and improving. Mm. You know, like you got to also take into account people's age. You know, like if they're kids, like if they're twenty. You know, they got a bit more time to step them up. You know, but I mean, there comes to a point when you do need to take their step ups, and you can see when they do step up. That's when they really make their improvements. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, and yeah, you know, I, I think as well that that's just the the sort of narrative that we were hearing all week. Um, was yeah, just that he was taking all these tough opponents, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just not really buying, buying it. it yeah. Um, just because I feel 
he's not. Um, so and another thing that they brought up in the in the post fight that he just equaled Muhammad Ali's record of ten. Oh God. Ten title defenses. Um, so I just want to go back and much. have a look at who his title defenses were against. Um, so in his title defenses, we had who do we have? Joe Fraser, George Foreman, Joe Fraser, Ken Norton, Floyd Patterson. Okay, so. And compare that to Bermains to Vern, Bermains to Vern, <laughs> Luis Ortiz, Luis Ortiz, Dominic Brazil, Johan de Harpus, who's the other one? Gerald Washington. Who else is in there? I can't remember. But, you know, let's just not... They're apples and oranges. Yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah. no comparison. If you want to compare him, his power to anyone, fine. I think he wins. I think, Fuck yeah. hands down, yeah. he's probably the most powerful puncher and anyone's like we, ever seen. I don't understand where it comes from. Yeah, and like... It doesn't look like he nice, should yeah, be. Yeah, I know. And you know, um, like, like what you said, like, you're selling him. It'd be cool if they they so, like they do, you can't blink you literally cannot blink with with Deontay you can't blink with him when you're watching a fight because you're gonna you, you could miss the knockout because yeah. you don't even see it coming sometimes like it's just literally like like you can knock people out of a jab like I mean he's he, that's yeah, yeah. that's I, the I, excitement. I, I would probably class myself as a hater. Yeah, deaths, deaths. <laughs> but like I've said before, I'm a bit of a buyer. You, you have to watch it. I'm non-biased to fighters. I try and like see the good and bad and whatever. But no, I I think. Um, yeah, if you blink, like, you know, and actually I want to talk about that fight, the count, like, I I was watching that as it was live and I think, did he did he really not beat the count or did he just decide to call it off because of his eyes were not so good? Or I felt like that? it was a swift count, yeah. not like, it wasn't super quick, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like a comical wrestling quick count, but mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it certainly wasn't a fury count. No. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, you know, but then that's another thing as well. I think it's up to the referee's discretion and things well, like that. Because yeah. uh, we constantly, consistently hear Wilder moaning about the, the long count that Fury yeah. got. Um, you know, and for someone who's had it kind of given to him yeah. for so long in his career now, he, he's very salty still, <laughs> uh, which is weird. Um, but look, I really hope we see him against Fury and then I hope we see the yeah. winner of that fight, the winner of Ruiz Joshua. Yeah. Um, he was also very reluctant to men- mention Anthony Joshua's name. You know, yeah. In that press, in the Didn't conference, he was Ruiz and the other guy, um, <laughs> or I'll fight Ruiz. So there was. Yeah. Yeah. I, and as much as he can go around saying that Joshua doesn't want that fight, he doesn't want it either. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying AJ's desperate for it, but he definitely yeah. doesn't want a piece of that because I think it's just whoever lands first in that fight. To yeah. Be honest. Yeah. I honestly think they can. How many got? We got eleven days, ten out. days to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and and with it being AJ's, what AJ's fighting this weekend? No, next, next weekend. Next weekend, yeah. So it's like ten days. So with him fighting that weekend, yeah, we'll we'll guarantee some big announcement from Deontay Wilder in an AJ of fight course, week. Of course, yeah. Because why not? That's always. when we always get the big Wilder announcements. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll look forward to that. Um, and um, and yeah, so uh, and then also that week uh, at the same time we've got Dennis Hogan and Jamal yeah. Jamal Charlo fighting, uh, which is a huge opportunity uh, for Dennis Hogan. Yep. Many people feel he was robbed against yep. Munguia. I'm certainly in that camp. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so massive, massive opportunity on PBC. Yeah. A lot of eyeballs on him. Uh, they've been very critical of the promotions in America because he's not on most of the posters. Uh, it's just literally Charlo. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, what sort of chance do you give Hogan in that fight? You know what? I give him a pretty good, um, you know, chance. I don't think he's like. I don't think it's, it's going to be a washover fight. Um, I think that they're going to underestimate Hogan. I think that's going to be the biggest. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that's going to be the biggest um, downfall um, for Charlo. Um, you know, I think Hogan's a really tricky, tricky boxer. Um, he's got a really big boxing IQ. Um, you know, he's tough. He can he can vary up in a fight. He's he can adapt really easily. Um 
and I think it's going to give Charlo a really good a good push. You know what? Charlo's super strong. Mm. You know, he's got that crazy right hand. He does the overhand, a crazy, you know, um, straight hand. And he's up, everything, every punch that he does. I mean, he yeah. knocks people down with a jab as well. Like, so, yeah. I mean, Charlo's very strong. Um, and yeah, so is Mungia, and everyone thought Mungia was going to yeah, yeah, just but, blow through home. Yeah, I mean, you know, looking back on that, I think, I think... At the same time, Minguia, I can't say his name, it was a bit overrated as well because he's quite a straightforward one-dimensional boxer. Um, and Dennis is definitely not that, you know. Um, yeah, he's absolutely definitely not, not one-dimensional. Um, and I think Charlo a little bit, maybe, you know, he, 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 you know, he's skilled. He goes back and forth as well, you know. He's, he... I think it's going to be a really good fight. I yeah, could both, say it's a 50. Both very talented boxers. I mean, I guess the difference with this one that I see uh, is that you know, Dennis was chasing that fight with Mungia for so long. Yeah. They were, they were p- picking opponents particularly to get him ready for Mungia. Yeah. You know, Nanaka in particular was one that they had in mind. Yeah. Um, you know, similar physique and strength and size. Um, so, yeah, he's got a big ask on his hands to try and, um, you know, overcome Charlo in America yeah. on the cards. Because you expect I, him to win by just, points if I he just, wins. I just, yeah, I just can't. If it's going to points, I just can't see them letting Dennis win. Yeah, I just, and I expect that show to be similar to the weekend where we see them wall to wall. Charlo's yeah. this, Charlo's that. Yeah, Lions only. Let's look at all this and that. Yeah, um, have been enjoying some of uh, Dennis's social media. Yeah, with Cubs only and hunting season. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been good. They're getting there. into it. Well, I know mean, I really like the promotion that Dennis is doing and his team. They're promoting it really well. Um, you know, you know what? I feel like you know, obviously they're hitting Irish Irish fans as well. I feel like America's probably the only one really um, blowing up Charlo that much. Um, you know, Dennis is definitely a, a fan a fan favourite. Um, I'm going to be there, so I'm really excited. I'll be flying out a couple of days after my fight to go over to New York to support um, Team Hogan. Um, you know, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a really good night. Um, and I do I, I'm going to you know I'm going to be rooting for Dennis. Um, I think. I think it's very possible to cause an upset. Yeah. And how big possible. would it be if, if he does cause that upset? It would be huge. I mean, you know what? To be honest, good and bad comes from everything. And I think that that um, robbery, I'm going to call it a robbery, from um, Dennis Hogan with, and Mengua, I think, if anything, that gave Dennis more exposure, more um, momentum um, and more, um, more hunger, I think, to really show you know like he's he's that's where he belongs there and he's um he's a world champion like mm. i think um so as much as that was a you know a l on the record i think it was a, it's also a bit of a win coming into this fight you know so yeah you know hopefully um no, i'm very excited um yeah obviously hoping that dennis can pull it off and yeah. um yeah, it'd be fantastic to bring a world title back to definitely back to australia It'd be um, and it'd be huge against massive, against Charlo. Massive. Like I mean, huge. Like, like it would be one of the biggest upsets for the year, especially for PBC. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. percent. So, um, you know, everyone loves a good upset. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, a legitimate upset, not a robbery upset, but a legitimate upset. So. Yeah, and there's plenty of Irish in New York, so I yeah. think they may understand. Yeah, definitely, the there crowds. is heaps. Yeah, yeah they may so understand how Charlo heavy the crowd is. Yeah. Um, and you know that may serve to even up the the judging or the refereeing yeah. or who knows. I'm not saying it will be dodgy. Um, but, you know, it's PBC. It's PBC. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, the other big fight that everyone's talking about and excited about is um, AJ and Ruiz. Yeah. Um, you know, and we just mentioned it a minute ago. But what were your thoughts on on that fight and how you know, how do you think that's going to play out? And this is a, actually probably one of the toughest fights for me to kind of, um, like, you know, analyse because I just it just depends. It all depends on how 
each side come out like are they going to come out the same or are they going to make adjustments i would assume that aj is going to make adjustments and if he makes the adjustments i think that he that he should then i think he can um come out victorious yeah. um but if he doesn't and, and he gets stuck in that kind of plodding sluggy um kind of bad defense because his defense is 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 shit you mm. know and i do think he's um chinny as well so i mean if he if he hasn't improved his defense and he's still heavy, like you know, heavy plodding along on his feet and just standing there, then I think it's going to be. Yeah, and I think he's still got an, almost an amateur defense where yeah. he's not expecting power punches. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, just getting in the way of. Yeah, like you know. he's just he's more thinking about punching rather than defending, and you know, Andy Ruiz throws so many punches and bunches, and he's he's explosive and he's quick. Um, so I think you know it's definitely going to be. Um, yeah. I mean, he's looking his, a lot leaner. He is, um, sorry, um, AJ. Yeah, yeah, AJ is yeah, definitely yeah. looking. So you know, from, as is Ruiz. Yeah, as is Ruiz. So, but then, um, then there's another thing. Like, is that how's Ruiz handling all the extra media stuff? Like, if, from what I've seen, is AJ is so quiet this prep. And AJ and he's uh, like, Ruiz like has been living the opposite. The life. Yeah, he's so like I mean, buying Rolls Royces. Yeah, but so you mean you got AJ on one hand who's gone into almost like a cave he's not doing any media stuff he's choosing to just focus solely on on ruiz which last time he wasn't you know mm. remember that ruiz was a late oh, it's all male. about wilder as well yeah and no, and yeah the, the, yeah obviously gerald miller dropping out and, exactly so i mean you know he's had this time just to focus on ruiz um i know he's pulled back a lot from all those um media stuff a lot of the you know he's hardly doing anything he's not being all like how he is you know out in the open as much um, whereas Ruiz is the opposite. For his first fight, he didn't have to do any of that. But he's going out, he's talking to press, he's doing interviews, he's, and that's got to be exhausting as mm. well, especially the first time, and all this extra attention, you know. And he's um, not going to be underestimated this time. No, either. he's not going to be underestimated. You know, there's, there's, he's doing a lot of extra, uh, what's it, curricular stuff. Yeah. He's not just on the fight camp and focused. Yeah. He, he has a lot of, at the gym, he has people in there all the time. He's doing interviews. He's giving everyone a chance to interview. Giving where, people needles in the eyes. Yeah, arse. you know, <laughs> like he's he's really get He's enjoying it and he's, he's enjoying the, the fame, so to speak. But is that going to hinder his camp and his focus as well? Like, is it tiring, mentally exhausting? You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean he, he could almost be accused of looking ahead as well. I mean, he's been talking about a fight with Wilder down the line. Yeah. Um, as has Wilder, obviously mentioned it in his post-fight press conference but do you think that he's maybe just the sort of boogeyman for AJ and the, the, the you know, styles make fights but they also make wins so do you think he's just got the right style for AJ or do you think AJ will make those adjustments um, I think uh, to be honest like I could be wrong but I haven't really seen um, AJ have to make many adjustments or make many adjustments um, except from going from a lot kind of faster sharper more work rate when you first come into the pros to like slower kind of sluggy working on mm. his power you know and trudging along i mean i haven't seen a big big change in style or or, or many adjustments so i mean i i'm not sure how he's yeah i mean that's like we we're going back to what we were saying earlier on with once you win a title you're at that level i mean he obviously had to take that fight with charles martin yeah. to win the world title yeah but did it almost come too soon for his development and he probably could have done with maybe four or five more fights you know, that sort of yeah, European to I, I th- world level before yeah. he before he stepped up because once he fought Charles Martin since that then, was it of course like we said big fights world, and, world title fights only yeah. but they were going to push they wanted to push him he wanted to be a, a young guy to, he wanted to have a, like right, get a world title otherwise Wilder would have fought Martin and he would have yeah I, he wanted to fight um, and get a world title shot in as minimal fights as he could that was his goal like I mean he set that goal when he turned pro he was interviews of him saying I want to be a world champ in two years or whatever it was three years and then he, he did that you know so I think 
there was kind of no kind of pulling back and, and stopping him. Maybe you could have done that. But, you know, um, he, I think AJ's handled the pressure really. He's, he's probably, a, you know, the shows and the magnitude of the shows that they put in the pressure that he puts on, he's, he's handled it really mm. fucking well. And there's and, a lot of pressure on Eddie Hearn to get this show put yeah. together as well. And a lot of criticism that, you know, photos coming out, I think, a week ago that the stadium wasn't finished <laughs> and... Everyone was, uh, yeah, everyone was going I in. I feel so sorry for promoters, sort of I can't, out, yeah. Sort of came out yesterday that it looks great. Yeah. It looks, the stadium looks really good. Yeah, well, they needed, um, I'm sure they needed proof beforehand, you know, that it was that it was mm. getting done. But, um, yeah, you look, you know, and then, yeah, that Saudi Arabia thing, um, being over there, there's always criticism. You know what? You're always going to have haters in, in boxing. Um, I think that... Um, AJ and Ruiz have over, been over there for a while. I think, you know, they're, they're going to... Um, What's the word? Climatize or whatever to that faster, um, better. Um, I know that AJ's not over there, you know, doing all the stuff that he did when he was in New York, you know, enjoying New York and he's, uh, I mean, Uh, Miami. Sorry, um, yeah, in Miami and and first time in America and doing all the touristy stuff. Like, you know, that was kind of. Bringing the bed at the stock exchange. Yeah, you know, so look, I feel like anything's going to be the most focused he, um, um, the most focused he would ever be, maybe for this fight as he was, maybe for his first world title or something like this. Um, and if he is, then that's going to be, you know, it, it's going to help him out. I feel like as much as I, I believe um, Ruiz will be focused as well, but I can see a lot of that kind of stuff could also hinder him, yeah. you know, with all that new new, new attention that you're not used to. Like, I mean, how does he handle it? But, you know, the, I think the the point that I'm making is we really don't know. There's so many, there's so many um, factors and variables for this fight, in my opinion, that I really can't pick it. Like, it's a 50-50 fight. You know, I, I really can't can't pick it. So, I mean, and I'm going to stick, stick like that. I, I want Andy Ruiz to win. I want okay. Andy Ruiz to win because um, I think it's going to mix it all up again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the opposite. I think if Ruiz wins, he fights Wilder and then Al Heyman's got all the world title belts and that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of my, my worry. Um, the ideal world, it's all just Yeah, but he fights ahead. Wilder. So he fights say, say Joshua wins. Yeah, um, but then it goes back to what it was before. And it, but so, so say Joshua wins, yeah. Ruiz fighting Wilder. Who does that leave for Joshua? Does he rematch Ruiz for a trilogy? Does he go back to Gerald Miller, who maybe doesn't deserve a shot? Oh, he should fight the... Or should he fight Dylan White, who's been waiting in the wings for a world title uh, shot for, what, two years now? Yeah, two right. Two and a half years? Yeah, I'd love to see that. Um, I think um, if he loses or if he wins, did you say so? If he wins. If oh, he if wins, AJ yeah. wins? Yeah, well, if AJ wins, I mean, obviously, um, fight the winner out of Fury and I mean, that, um, If they fight in February, I can't imagine they'd fight again in the summer. July time, maybe, maybe they would. Well, why did just fought? Yeah, but yeah, he's fighting people that are yeah. four years old and he's beaten already. There's, you know, there's. If he <laughs> takes a tough fight, he's not going to fight yeah. every three. But months. you know what? I would love to see AJ um, um, fight Dillian White. You know, um, I think it'll be really exciting. I think Dillian White brings um, a lot of excitement to the fights as well. You know, he has a huge fan base. Yeah, um, and, and, and he's, he's fighting exciting. on that Saudi Arabia. Card and he's now. yeah, um, from yep, from what we see, there's um, that he's fighting on on that one as well. Um, not sure if it's if it's matched if it's on box rec or anything like Never that. Look. But I know there's been definitely been talks of it, um, and that would be exciting. Um, but yeah, that'd be I think that'd be a really good fight. I've loved watching um, Dylan White um, again oh, pr- progress. Yeah, explosive over the last few years, and he's, yeah. he's since his since his loss to AJ, he's become a, a infinitely better fighter. Yeah, so I'd love um, to see that rematch. He has certainly improved. More than AJ in that. Oh, definitely. Like, um, I mean, 
He's I mean, AJ was definitely better than him in that fight. Yeah, definitely. But, but then, he, then the development through since that fight, yeah. I think, is you can't question it. Where I don't think AJ's really developed much after yeah. that. Like, I mean, I mean, sometimes you take a loss to develop, and maybe that loss against Ruiz is where he's, you know, gone shit. Like, I do need to develop now. Like, um, and sometimes that's what lose, losses can do. They can they can just make you a better fighter. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we sort of wrap things up? Well, this I mean, last probably the last episode for a while with you going away and, and Christmas coming out. So we'll probably, unless yeah. we get some unexpected. <laughs> Action that we want to discuss. It probably. Well, we do have we do have Tim Zoo and Brubaker coming we up. We do as have well. Tim Zoo and Brubaker coming up. So we had the the media and stuff is yesterday. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, Brubaker is always confident and yeah, yeah expecting a win. Uh, Zoo continuing his climb and and you know, we talk about building fighters up. He's continuously sort of stepped up opponents yeah. each and every time well, in a nice sort of steady yeah, way. Yeah, well, They're I building mean, pretty well. I think. You know, the funny thing is, is I'm sure like um like most of these guys like the first 10 fights everyone's whinging oh not fighting anyone da, 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 da. but then all of a sudden after 10 fights they stepping up each fight well yeah. very nicely so you know Zoo's last however many I think maybe his last five or six fights have been his great step up fights you know he had like 10 or so fights before that which is kind of you know whatever and yeah. everyone's like oh when's he gonna step up when's he gonna step up but I think they've done really really well with him um, and they're stepping this they're, they've got him that um, that ring time and now each step up is is definitely um, yeah and, it, and it's not just experiencing minutes in the rounds in the ring that you're going for in those early fights it's getting you know going through a camp a professional camp and going different through fighters a as well cut, going through yeah a, a professional way in with the cameras there going through the fight night preparations yeah. coming out in and front of a professional crowd not an amateur crowd yeah all these things that you've never done before it's almost like your first fight again in many ways for those yeah. experiences yeah and if i want to bring up a really well developed um um, uh, professional that's coming through now is Liam Paro for example Angelo Di Carlo have done, has done a great mm. job I think Alfie Di Carlo as well oh Alfie is it I Alfie both of them yeah I think done such a great player. job with him like literally um, but they're choosing him different fight styles for every fight so they're tough yeah. fights and they're, they're, they're definitely fights where you know he could he could lose but they're different styles you know like he had a, um, um, a I think it was a Turkish Olympian gold medalist um, boxer so he had that kind of style and then you know he's had a style that's just a come forward um, his last opponent was against um, that Korean guy who just came forward and just did not stop throwing punches mind you he was just throwing punches like it wasn't you know he was just so much pressure so you know mm. and, and Liam Pyro hasn't had that kind of pressure before where someone's just co- constantly coming forward throwing punches like almost like an amateur style but for 10 rounds you know yeah. um you know and then he's had um a fighter where he's been able to um box and move around with and you know the he's almost for every style now I think like that he can kind of had so he's had experience at yeah. the at, at a um you know good level of every style of fighter so he knows he can fight like this or fight like that or fight against someone you know and he's ranked number two now in the wbo and i think it's number three in the ibf but you know so now what those guys have done is they've prepared him for all these kind of fights so now he's ready to take on those you know like i mean he could easily fight jose um ramirez like he's he's in line for that you know yeah and his last seven opponents six seven opponents have all been you know winning records yeah definitely um, so yeah so yeah he's had some yeah, he's fought some undefeated guys 
in there as well. So he's, um, yeah, they've stepped him up very I well. Think I've, I'm um, I just had to mention that because I think that's a really impressive um, with his team for what they've done. And I've really just, nice guy as well, Liam. Really, yeah, but he's he's a, he's, a, he's a great kid, and I think um, you know just every time is really impressive. You know, he's had to dig deep. He had he's fight before. I think the last one that he just had, you know, he broke his hand, so he had to fight through with two broken yes, hands. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, and then, um, you know, all the things, he's, he's he's shown us that he can get through adversity, he's shown us that he can fight all different styles, you know, and adapt. And um, I think he's also sh- proved that to himself. And I think that's really important before going overseas and, you know, don't just go throw yourself overseas at the first world title shot, you mm. know, without having those kind of fights what you know those those layup fights where you've learned to fight different styles and tested your your um your adversity and the way you handle that kind of stuff i think liam's more than ready you know um now i think mentally and physically and and as an experience to you know really take it overseas if it's not you know obviously number one you know go for the number you know type the other guy that's um the other contenders, yeah. you know, that are right there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think they're, they're talking like they're ready to start stepping him up. Yeah. He's a young kid as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's 23, Liam's, I think, 24 yeah, 20, maybe. Um, no, that's not him. Uh, he's 23, yeah, 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 so he's 24 in April. So, yeah, I mean, he's still got plenty of time yeah. to, to build his career. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, definitely he's in that crop of Aussie fighters that you're just waiting to yeah. sort of step up, um, not necessarily put the pressure on them to step up, but, yeah. you know, waiting for it to happen. And, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, probably in that tier just behind the Maloney's and yeah. the Jeff Horns and those kind yeah, of fighters. Yeah, definitely. Then, then you've got the likes of Liam Parra, the likes of Brock Jarvis, who are, you know, probably ready but young enough to wait yeah I think Brock still has a bit more I mean, to he's go he's only what 21 22. yeah yeah and I think he still has a few more like he just had a really good test for his last fight but I still think he needs a few more yeah and he, for I sure. think they've built him up very well yeah, yeah traveling yeah he's traveled his fought yeah. in China and yeah. Thailand and Mexico yeah and, um you know that experience has got to be invaluable as a young fighter yeah um so yeah I expect big things from Brock long yeah. term and he's Got an amazing body shot. Yeah. His left body. Rip yeah. Oh man, I know. And I like how he does the triple body shots and like the, like triples everything up. He's so good. Reminds you, like I said, it reminds you of his obviously his trainer Jeff Fennick. Mm. Um, well, I think they've yeah. worked together for so long. Jeff's really been able to mould yeah. it, hasn't he? In his in his own image. Yeah. Um, but just a sort of longer, rangier Jeff Fennick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's yeah. Strange comics that start, doesn't necessarily not so think stocky, that style little, goes yeah. together. Um, but he's just. But you know what? It's all about getting the right range, being in your range, and can fight like that. Anyways, mm. no, he's and good. Obviously, Fennick. Um, great news that he's on the road to recovery. We've yeah. seen him at a couple of live shows as well recently, so he's obviously feeling yeah. much better. But he'll be in the corner of Jack Brubaker in that fight. Oh yeah, true. Zoo, so true. Oh, so be very clean, interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, that like you know, going back on Tim Zoo, I think um, this um, obviously the Brubaker fights. I think you know he's it's a pretty clear. I don't think that's a fifty-fifty fight to be honest. Um, I think um, he should be a good. I think Zoo's definitely the favourite. Yeah, he? but absolutely. The I don't think that right? it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a walkover for him because Brubaker is very, very tough, um, and he can box and he's got a lot of experience. But um, yeah, I definitely see Tim Zoo. Yeah, and um, it's going to be exciting no matter what because yeah. Jack is always in great fights. And <laughs> and I I say I do love Jack, but he has been. Yeah, you know, he's been lucky a couple of times with you know against Tyro Nurse. He's Tyson. Uh, you mean Ty No. Is it Ty Tilt? No, no, no. I think it was Tyrone Nurse. A couple of years ago, he got a very fa- oh. favorite, favorable decision. Um, and then obviously against Ken- Dan Kennedy. And, yeah. Um, he's had a few little know, lucky... He's had a few lucky moments. But then he's also had some unlucky ones. He lost his fight against Chris George because of a horrible cut. Yeah. Um, but one thing he is, is always is entertaining. It's exactly. And he is tough. Yep. So, you know, so I think he'll definitely give as good as he gets. I think it's a really good test for Tim. Um, and, you know, if Jack wins... 
fair play and you know great news for him because he's going to be open for a, probably a huge rematch huge, where he's yeah. in the driving seat for it would be a big devastation if he wins <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely would be um, so look, I think that's you know that's probably sort of rounds things off nicely yeah. um, we're obviously looking forward to the fights at the weekend and yep. that's going to be shown on epicenter.tv yep. uh, I will be in the sort of commentary team for that you'll be fighting yep. um, so you'll be able to see both of us there um, and we will be back say unless um, you know, unless anything exciting or major happens probably in the new year yep. uh, after you're back from New York and um, you know, obviously we'll probably have some fights to review including Zoo Brubaker at that point yep. um, and uh, yeah we'll see everyone in the new year um, as I say unless uh, you get a little surprise bonus before then <laughs> thanks for tuning in guys it's been really good and uh, we'll, we'll uh, do it Give it to you soon. Yeah, we'll be absolutely back <laughs> soon. And um, yeah, just if you're enjoying what you're seeing, subscribe and you'll be notified as soon as a new episode comes out. Um, and if you've been enjoying it, as I say, please do share. Thanks for listening. Um, I'm Tommy Watt from TC Boxing uh, and you have been Ebony Bridges. Yeah. Thanks. Peace out, guys. Hi there guys, this is Tommy Watt from Punches from the Pods, just asking you to please subscribe and like the podcast wherever you pick it up from, Apple or Google, and please share with anyone if you're enjoying it and make sure that they subscribe as well. All your help is much appreciated. Thanks guys. Hi there guys, thanks for listening. Just wanted to take a moment before you go to tell you about a brand new 24-7 sports channel coming to you from epicenter.tv which will also feature a totally dedicated boxing channel. A link will be available in our episode descriptions. Sign up through there to support the channel. Have a look at what they've got coming up. I think you'll be very excited. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>